Hello everyone, this is Hannah from Newcastle Uni Adventist Church and I'm with my friend Jacinta Pefa. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. So today we are covering a Sabbath school lesson, lesson eight. Um, the title is Comfort My People. Before we go forward, let's begin with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you, Lord, for being us. God, and thank you that you are the only creator and redeemer. Father, as we discuss, um, I pray that your Holy Spirit will guide us, lead us, and speak to us, speak through us. Um, I pray that it will be a blessing for those who are listening to this. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, I want to begin with this um, recap of um, the book of Isaiah, because um, chapter 40 is a little bit different from the previous chapter. So, basically, um, the, from the chapter 1 to 39, it talks a lot of, about um, concerning about the success of enemy with in drawing God's people away from their um, idol states, ideal states, or their responsibility. But from this chapter, um, chapter 40 to 60, as Book of Isaiah is called Gospel Prophet, it talks a lot about deliverance of Israel or coming of Messiah or establish of Messiah. Uh, messianic. Messianic, yeah. <laughs> messianic kingdom and yeah it talks um yeah this chapter gives us this comfort and hope so let's begin with verse one to two so jacinta do you want to read one to two yeah uh it says comfort yes comfort my people says your god speak comfort to jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended that her iniquity is pardoned for she, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Mm. So, yeah, it's starting with comfort. Yes, comfort my people. Mm. So what does these words mean to those who heard these words, like comfort, in the time of prophet Isaiah? What do you think? Yeah, I think the people of Jerusalem that Isaiah was talking to, at this point, they didn't really have so much warfare or suffering. Um, the suffering from the Assyrians had just ended or, yeah, had kind of finished with the Senate cherub being killed or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so there's not so much suffering at their hand. But I think they had just been given the prophecy that they would be captive in Babylon one day. Mm -hmm. So I think that was kind of their concern. And so... You know, even before their captivity and before this suffering comes, God's already comforting them that mm. this isn't going to last forever. Their warfare is going to end. It's like a future comfort. Mm. That's really, really cool. And I think that's the things that God does for us when uh, we when we read the Bible, when we read the Word of God. There's a power to comfort us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any promises you claim for comfort for your life? Um, if not. I have some. Yeah, what are yours? <laughs> I always, um, yeah, claim the promise in um, Revelation 20, verse 4, that um, there will be no more suffering. There will uh, be yeah. no more um, sins, no more tears. And I think that's the things that uh, we are living in a time of trouble right now. Um, and it will be worse and worse. Mm. But I know that Jesus is coming back and there will be, um, yeah, there's a hope in that. There's the time that there's a, 
um, yeah, there'll be no more suffering. So I can't wait for it. And yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely our biggest comfort. <laughs> mm. Yes, exactly. So let's continue to Isaiah 40, verse 3 to 5. Yeah, can you read for us? Uh, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Mm, okay, so these verses are talking about um, this preparation for coming of Messiah. Mm. And actually we can... Um, Maybe this passage might be familiar to those people um, because it's in the New Testament as well. So Jacinta, when was this prophecy fulfilled in New Testament? Yeah, this voice is also referring to John the Baptist. And mm. we read this prophecy in Luke chapter 3, um, where it talks about John the Baptist being this voice crying out in the wilderness and we know the work of John the Baptist was to prepare the people then for um, Jesus to come. Mm. And so, yeah, he fulfilled this prophecy in making the way of the Lord. Mm. Um, That's true. He was uh, calling people to repent. Mm. So basically preparing people to, yeah, to, um, to meet Messiah, to, yeah, to see Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so not only it was a time for John the Baptist, but this there is a prophetic a prophetic message to prepare way of people to the end time. And where can we find this yeah prophetic message? Yeah, we also have a prophet prophetic message um, to prepare the way for Jesus to come back again in Revelation chapter fourteen in the three angels message. Um, this is where God is um, giving us this final message to give to the world. And yeah, we can turn there and read that. Yeah. In Revelation 14 and verse 6 and 7. Yeah. So this, um, yeah, this is really relates to us. This is, mm -hmm. yeah, three angel message. So I can read. Revelation 14 verse 6 and 7, it says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Say with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Mm. And this is for every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. So this is for everybody. Yeah, so this is like preparing people to, yeah, to um, worship the Creator God, mm. um, not worshiping um, idols, not worshiping the beast, but worshiping only true God, who is the Creator. And yeah, this is the message that we are given. This Adventist Church have this responsibility um, to proclaim this message to prepare the world, prepare the way to Messiah. Yeah, and that's like. This common theme throughout the rest of the chapter, which we're going to see, is um, only worshipping our Creator God. Mm. I think it's also important to note that there's this, like with the change in chapter 40 that comes of this comfort from God rather than a lot of rebuke, 
it doesn't change the fact that there is a a call to repent, you know, this mm. voice in the wilderness, a call to change. Mm. And um, that's the same for us today. There's a, a call to change and to, to repent still. Mm. And then there's kind of like this message is specific for our time, not only to repent, but to, you know, have that worship mm. to be really specific to our creator. Mm. That's a really good point because God is mercy, mercy but God is also justice like god yeah. is the god of just so yeah i think um because jesus is has moved to the most holy place where the ark of covenant is and i guess that um, not only we are called to repent but we also called to um, keep his commandments mm. be obedient to his law as well yeah mm. all right so next question is how can we prepare for messiah because we know that Jesus is coming and um, yeah, how and what can we trust? So let's go to Isaiah, go back to Isaiah and then we can read um, verse six to eight. It says, the voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? All f flesh is grass and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. Mm. The grass withers, the flower fades because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Amen. Mm, amen. So yeah, with death and decay all around us, what brings some stability to our lives? The word of God. Amen. <laughs> yes, that's so true. And I think we can just, we can't deny that, especially like what's happening on like in the world right now. Yeah. Like the life is just changing every day. We can't trust men. We can't trust the wealth. Um, we lose the things that we have today as well. Yeah. But we can't trust the word of God and God, of course. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, this is this is the assurance, isn't it? Like yeah, definitely. Mm. So let's go to um, verse 9, and I can read. It says, um, O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountains, O Jerusalem. You who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. So it um, talks about the coming of Messiah. And I want to um, go to, in the account of the birth of Messiah, who are the first her heralds of good news? And I was actually really excited about this because in the Luke chapter 2, after 25, verse 25 to 38, it talks about when Jesus was born and the baby and yeah, they were at the temple. It talks about the story of Simeon and Anna, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and let's go to there and we go to Luke chapter 2 and verse 38. So the Bible says there, it says, And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Mm. So he saw um, this baby Jesus, right? And then she um, instantly, she gave 
thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption. So she was just telling everyone in the temple about this baby, Jesus. And it must be so, oh, I don't know how to describe, but she just had this joy in her heart. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, filled in her heart that this is Jesus. This is the Messiah here. And actually, this is the first like birth of evangelism because yeah. after Jesus came, Anna, she was the one who was telling people um, about this um, baby. So this is the, yeah, this is the root of um, evangelism. evangelism. <laughs> one of the first evangelists. Yeah, so she she's, uh, she was the evangelist. And and it gives us, yeah, I want, I want to know like Jacinta, because I know that um, you met someone last year mm-hmm. who you are studying with and you were sharing with this gospel to um, your friend and you are like, Anna, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, share with us. I just remember, because I think I had been studying with this girl for about a year um, each week doing Bible studies. And then I just remember the day that she made that decision to get baptized. Mm. And it was just so much joy. And I remember sharing with you as well that day. And we both like had tears of joy because it was just so special to Mm. experience that that, Mm. and to be on the journey with her for so long. Mm. And yeah, it's indescribable. You can't put it into words the joy that you feel and I was just telling my friends and like yeah getting so overwhelmed and that's really like the essence of evangelism or like Mm. what God gives us like it it gives you this sense of like you have done nothing and you can't help but praise God in this Mm. instance because even like Anna here she would have felt it too she had done nothing. Like mm. she hadn't really done anything before this, but it's just in that moment, she realized this was Messiah. She had this blessing and privilege to be able to meet Messiah, mm. to know it was the Messiah mm. and to share that. And yeah, it was only because God granted her that blessing. Mm. And so there's nothing you can do, but praise God. And that's Amen. like the same as, get like meeting someone who decides to be baptized Mm. you know that you haven't done anything Mm. um it's only God working and there's nothing you can do but praise God and it's it's a good feeling (laughs) amen and nothing else in the world can give that satisfaction and joy yeah that's um sharing our faith to other people yeah that's awesome awesome thank you for sharing and so we go to yeah, we serve this God, amazing God, who who is able to lead our life and who is able to um, even give us this opportunity to share our faith with other people. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah 40, um, go back to verse 10 and 11, um, it talks about, it gives us the like representation of God here. So I read verse 10. Um, Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his works before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. So here it describes God as a 
shepherd, good、mm-hmm. shepherd. And do you have any、um, thoughts of like why Jesus is a good shepherd? Yeah, like it reminds me of the passage in Gospel where it compares the way that a shepherd treats the sheep compared、mm-hmm. to the hireling.、Mm-hmm. And yeah, Jesus really is a good shepherd. He not only you know, watches over the sheep, but he's like, In the field with the sheep. That's true. He came to earth. Like he knows us、mm. because he became like us.、Mm. Um, That's so true that、um, Hebrew, it says that we have the high priest that、uh, we don't have the high priest who cannot、um, sympathize with us. But all point, he was、um, tempted as we were. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why she, he understands our weaknesses. He Understands our、um, suffering and、um, all that. And if, yeah, if God didn't experience human food, I don't think He could understand us, you know?、Mm. And that's why we have such a good God who is the good shepherd, Jesus, who experienced, who knows us, who, yeah, who experienced、uh, what,、um, how it is to be tempted. And that's Um, that's why verse 18 it says that to whom then will we、uh, will you liken God or what likeness will you compare to him? We can't compare、um, God with some, something else, someone else. God is the creator, but God, oh, it's, a, it's just so crazy. God is the creator and he's the redeemer,、mm. and he became human being as well. Yeah, I think like when you first teach someone about God who's never heard about God before,、mm. it's, it can be. Challenging to describe God to them、mm. because when they know nothing, you might try and think of things to compare God to. Like, God can be like this or like this, but、mm. there's just nothing that's so true that compares.、Mm. That's so such a good point. But unfortunately, there are the problems with idolatry,、mm. like throughout the history, even right now. And this is like, you know, this is the Problem all the time. And yeah, Jacinta, how do you define idols or like, yeah, yeah. worshiping idols? Yeah, I think like there's the like maybe definition in、um, like dictionary about idol- idolatry of like、uh, worshiping something in the place of God.、Mm. And yeah, I think like in a lot of our lives, like even as Christians,、mm. It's not just that, but it can also be likening something to God in the way that we treat something、mm. or, or react to it because of maybe something it gives us that only God can give us. Like we might be searching after something because we think it might give us peace that only God can give us or、mm. um, satisfaction or, you know, love or something like that.、Mm. Like, I think that is still classed as idolatry. That's true. That's true. And I think we don't really like literally worship something, you know, as a deity. D- deity, like, you know, but then anything can be、yeah. idol if it's maybe separating us from God or taking so much attention from yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. It can be anything. And I think in. Our time today, we see a lot of idols, and I, I was thinking, like, hmm, maybe like you know, drugs or 
alcohol or like any kind of addiction can be idols, but also like we ourselves can be idols too. Like I hear a lot of things like, oh, you just do whatever you want or like whatever you feel like, or, you know, you decide you are the kind of like you are the God of yourself. And um, that's pretty much like idol worship too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know like in my experience, Mm. I've had difficult decisions to make. And when I talk to my friends about advice, um, there's definitely a difference between the advice that my Christian friends will give me mm. compared to my non-Christian friends. And a lot of the time, my non-Christian friends will say, you know, just do what you want, follow your heart. But I am appreciative of my Christian friends who <laughs> give me advice that, you know, won't lead me astray. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's so true. Like such a difference, hey. Yeah. Mm. And I think it comes to... First um, angel worship, uh, sorry, first um, angel message as well. Yeah. That, yeah, truly we are called to worship only the creator. Okay, so what promises does the prophet Isaiah give to those who trust in the Lord? So let's go to Isaiah 40 and verse 28 and 31. Yep. Uh, It says... Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wow. Such a promise. Yeah. Mm. I love how it says that he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Mm. I was actually thinking today of like, what's our strength, you know? And the Bible says that um, um, he's strengths made perfect in our weaknesses actually when we trust something or maybe trust ourselves, we fail yeah like when peter um was saying that oh i will die if i deny you like i think i feel like he has so much trust in himself yeah and like whatever we have like we put trust in like anything can fail like anything as we talked uh, previously, like the world is changing day by day. Like we can't really trust anything but God. Mm. Yeah. And he promised that, promised us that he will give us um, strength. And that's, um, that's the promise that we can always, yeah, always um, remember. Do, do you have any addition? Yeah. I mean, like coming back to, the three angels message like mm. this is exactly kind of the same message here like our god is creator mm. like he is the one that deserves all the worship um and so yeah yeah that's he, true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was thinking because in the end time we will be tested who we worship yeah you know? and do we worship creator god or do we worship the beast and i think that's the the final test and also we are given this message of um 
the final message to the world of these three angel messages. And we are like the John the Baptist in the end time. You know, mm. we have to call people to repentance and we have to, yeah, proclaim this message to worship only God. No idol and not even ourselves. We can't even trust ourselves, but mm. we need to come back to God and give all to him yeah Mm. yeah especially in a world that is decaying and fading Mm. away around us that is so temporary um yeah god is giving us this comfort that we have a future Mm. and in light of that we can praise him every day and yeah all our actions can be in light of that you know preaching this gospel because our time is short Mm. amen so yeah i just want to encourage all of you to um let us come back to the word of god let us have the confidence only in god Mm. and worship the only god creator god uh, with all our heart um so hope uh you will bless by this um yeah um discussion and um yeah we'll see you soon (laughs) <laughs> thank you, Jacinta, for joining. And thank you. yeah, thank you for joining all of um yeah, everyone. Thank you. Bye.